We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right now, the man of many hats, Mike Connie. Mike. Who is a very happy camper after what happened in the final dying seconds of Saturday evening. Uh, I'm a happy city. camper after all the games, as long as the check clears. But right. uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess guess I was more happy than usual. But big, big win. They needed it. Uh, now they got to keep it rolling and build off of it. But hopefully, this is a springboard for them. We how hope. how fun was it for you making that call and knowing the significance that that moment could potentially have? Because I could tell, yeah. like when you made that call, Mike, you knew you could tell that you knew that this could probably be a springboard. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think back. I've done Atlanta United matches now for five years. They've had, like, a small handful of game-winning goals, like, right at the end. Like, John called it a buzzer beater. I, I like that phrase. But, you know, when you look back at, at some of the others, uh, they had one against Montreal last year. It was so early oh, the in Moreno. the season. Yeah, yeah, it was so early in the season. Uh, Jake Mulraney did it this year against Charlotte. Again, really, really early in the season. 2018, they had one in San Jose, uh, where it was really late in the season, and you knew, okay, they're good. They're going to make the playoffs. Th- this was an interesting one, Hugh, where you know Atlanta United's in the position right now where I think they're going to have to win all of their remaining home games mm-hmm. if they're going to have a chance to make the playoffs. So if that match ends as a draw, mm. this season could be over. You could be playing out the string in August, you know, with two months left. So the fact that he did score that, yeah. I mean, it, it's – and I, I think I even said it in my call, like if Atlanta United comes back now and makes the playoffs this season, that goal might have saved him. You know, if Atlanta United makes the, the postseason by two points or less – that goal might have been the one that gets them there. Long way to go, but at least now it gives them some hope, and hopefully it gives them some confidence going into uh, you know, a three-match and eight-day stretch that's going to start Saturday in Cincinnati. All right, since you know the team better than anybody else, maybe you can walk me through this. Just watching the game, I, I get a sense that you know they, they get opportunities, but then they kind of squander them mm-hmm. because the opportunities that, that they should be making – are not as clean and good a looks and as effective a looks as they, as they could get. Yeah, I, I generally agree with that. I think uh, a couple different things are going on. I think Almada's really special on the ball and does a lot of really, really uh, high-level things on the ball that sometimes you, you don't, if you're a teammate, you don't necessarily know what his final plan is. And it results in a lot of static movement because they're, frankly, watching Almada to see what he's going to do next. Uh, I also think, you know, you've struggled to have a center forward who will make runs down the middle and pull the midfield apart, make it easier to advance the ball. I think that's been part of it, too. And that's Joseph Martinez. He's just unable to make the the off-ball runs that he was making maybe even four or five months ago. So that's part of it. But you got two goals. You know, you got two goals against a really good defending team in Seattle. You score two goals in this league, you're you're going to get a result more often than not. Very, very difficult to lose a match when you score two goals. So um, I agree with your assessment, but I'm probably not as concerned about it today 
as maybe I was standing here a week ago when we were talking about that Chicago match where they were shut out. You know what, speaking of that, you, you spoke about Joseph and, and what he's not able to do now. Is that, is that one of those things where you have to start like looking and, and, and probably thinking that he'll probably won't get that starting assignment anymore or continue to get starting assignments? I think everything's on the table. I mean, he has started the last two matches, and he did play a full 90. Um, I was surprised he played a full 90 on Saturday. I, I thought there were a couple different occasions where – uh, it would have maybe been logical to bring Dom Dwyer on. They subsist narrows out very early, uh, as opposed to Joseph. But, uh, you know, that's Gonzalo Pineda, and that's his feel for the game down on the touchline. And clearly the subs worked that he made because mm-hmm. they won the match. But, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely, Hugh. I mean, you're going into three matches in eight days, like I said, starting Saturday, and two of those matches are on the road. I think it's impossible to expect pretty much anyone on this team to be able to play 270 of a possible 270 minutes over that stretch with a match compression. Joseph's certainly a part of that discussion. So I think you're probably going to look at, in at least one of those next three matches, um, maybe a formation change where Ronaldo Cisneros plays center forward, or maybe you keep the same formation and Cisneros goes for Joseph like for like, and maybe Marcelino Moreno plays out on the wing. There's a lot of different ways you can attack it. Who's the best offensive weapon on this team? Tiago Almada, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, Cisneros has scored seven goals. He's the leading goal scorer. But your best attacking player is Tiago Almada, in my opinion. Talking with Mike Connie, uh, man of many hats. Of course, uh, we could touch on some of the other hats as we get through camp. It's game week for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. You know, here we go. I mean, we're ready. Going to see this team go up to Detroit. And I am really anxious, Mike, to see this team. I mean, it's great to see them in practice. That's wonderful. But I want to see them in a game environment because we got so much to decide. Yeah, you know, and look, I'm not smart enough to, to go out there and watch every day and identify who's doing what and what they're trying to do. I mean, I, I, I tend to eavesdrop on Hugh and Randy for all of that, and that's been a lot of fun, by the way. Uh, the one thing I do get the sense of, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, is I do think there is a pretty high level of competition, and I think these guys are out there hitting, uh, which I like to see. It just feels like there's a ramp up in intensity this year that maybe we did not see um that well heck i mean in 2019 i'm trying to think of the last time i was able to watch training camp 2019 Mm, 2018 it it feels like there's been a a step up in intensity does that translate to a preseason game in detroit on friday i mean i think we'll see but i i think arthur smith has been pretty clear a couple times now they're not going to mail in these three preseason games and and everyone is probably going to play who's available to play on friday and that I think is at least going to make the first half of Friday's game pretty intriguing. I'm going to ask you a two-part question, Mike Conte, because I'm curious. Because you know you you, you have the uh, ability to to talk from it, talk from an analyst perspective and a fan's perspective. Okay. So from the analyst perspective, Friday night during the game, what do you need to see from the Atlanta Falcons? And on the flip side, that's from the that's from okay. an analyst perspective. And now I need to know what you need to see from a fan's perspective. All right. Well, from an analyst perspective, I don't want to see the trainers come off the sideline at all, ever. I don't want anyone getting hurt. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's from the analyst perspective. That's the biggest thing of all. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is only the first of three preseason games. I mean, your scheme is going to be very vanilla. You're not going to be doing things from a scheme standpoint. You're not going to be doing things from a game plan standpoint. So, and, and I think that's difficult sometimes for fans to remember. Mm-hmm. You're not scheming for the Detroit Lions. Exactly. You're going to be very, very vanilla. Um, as far as a fan standpoint, though, is concerned, um, I, I, I don't want to see this offensive line get its butt whooped. 
You know, and I, I think again, like keeping in mind, you're not scheming, mm-hmm. but you're just looking at those individual one-on-one matchups. I just want to see them hold their own. Uh, but again, remembering that I mean, what's today? The eighth. I mean, we're still a month away from that Saints game. Yeah, we still have more than a month to go. So. Uh, the tempting thing is to overreact. To the we, first we, no, we're going to overreact, Mike. I mean, we're just, gonna a, just as it's very tempting to overreact to what we see out here in Flowery Branch, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't do that. You're going to drive yourself nuts. You know, I, I, we were talking earlier about uh, quarterbacks, and, and you said, uh, well, you know, because historically, you know, either they don't play in preseason or they get a series or two. But since you only have two, what, what are we to expect? Do you think Mariota plays a quarter? Does he play a half and then second half Ritter? How are they going to work this? I mean, my guess is Mariota will play maybe a series or two. I think Ritter will probably play a series or two or three on Friday. I think your second game at the Jets is probably your dress rehearsal, where maybe Mariota plays a half, Ritter plays a half. Well, who else? I mean, uh, they got nobody else to play on thir- uh, on Friday night, right? I mean, you're not putting Franks in there. They well, have no yeah, other quarterback. Yeah, I guess that's. Yeah, I don't know what you would do. Uh, I mean, look, it, it, yeah, that's true. Well, then Ritter's going to be handing the ball off a lot. Yeah, yeah he's going to play. <laughs> like, he has to. Like, like Mike, you know? I look at it like this because we we were trying to break this down this morning, and I, I like from my from my perspective as an analyst and and a fan as well. I need to see a nice sustained drive. Yeah. I need to see that. I I would love to see a touchdown with the first drive because you know yeah, I don't sure. know how to I would love to see that. Don't know if I'm going to get that, but. Desmond Ritter has to play a lot because I, I think he has to get comfortable mm-hmm. with what they want to run and everything. So he'll probably play. I'll give Marcus Miller probably about two series. Yeah. And then you give Desmond Ritter But some one series. of those series has got to be a march. Yes, You, know, you just exactly. want them to march. Yes. And, and he doesn't have to throw the ball, but you just want to see. Consistent play. You yeah. want to see You want to see a fluid offense. Right. You, you don't want to see sputtering. Right. You don't want to see the quarterback running back, away, running for his life, throwing the ball away. I mean, because. Like, I, I'm not so much caught up in the wins or the losses, but I know a lot of fans are. I need to see efficient offense because if, if we get caught up, like, like this is the thing, because we, we got PTSD when it comes to these, these preseason games right. as Falcons fans and everything. Right. So I, I think that in order for Falcons fans to feel comfortable, they need to see a long, sustained drive and, if, if possible, have a touchdown cap that thing off, like for real. Yeah. But I would also just add this. I don't think this coaching staff is going to be satisfied with anything less than that. Yes. Unlike me, and I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I think the last coaching staff is maybe less concerned about that. All gas, no bricks. I'm just saying that that there was a more laid-back philosophy. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Towards the preseason from the last staff, and I think you're going to see a transition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're going to see a lot of Desmond Ritter. You may see him for well over half. You may see him for three quarters. But protect him and don't give him too much uh, is what I'm hoping. Because you make a good point. Like, they don't really have... A third and guy Franks right hasn't now. taken like, any snaps like there's, quarterback. there's probably an emergency quarterback. It's Franks. Yeah, but like beyond Franks, there's probably an emergency quarterback who could take a rep or two out there. Uh, but you're not going <laughs> to expose him to the Detroit no. Lions, I don't think. Uh, Mike, as always, thanks so much. All right, guys, get to the man. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.